Bless the name of the Lord. God has a word for you today because the word of God is ever living, ever true to impact the hearts and lives of his people. It's a word that is given to the body of believers. It's a letter, if you would, that the Holy Spirit orchestrated through the apostle that continued to span the gamut of time. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. Without a doubt, 1 John here is speaking of none other than our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, that which was from the beginning, he who was from the beginning. And I want you to note here in the, this opening text uh, that the servant of God speak about uh, what we have first uh, heard. Isn't that true of you and I? Those of us that have been brought into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, it began with us hearing. Hearing. Faith cometh by the hearing and the hearing of the word. What we have heard and the apostle was able to go beyond that. He said, not only what I've heard, but what we have seen with our eyes, we looked upon and touched with our hands. I love the progression that you see there. It is the same that God would have for each of us to experience in our walk with him. Yes, we've heard, and what we've heard caused us to respond. We draw closer and closer to the point where we're able to touch him. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. And as much as the servant of God was able to do so in a physical manner, you and I can be drawn into such an intimacy with the Father through the Son as though we are touching him as we continue to handle the word of life. Let's go on to the next two verses, verse 3 and 4. That which we have seen, praise God, uh, verse 2 concluded, and testify to it and proclaim to you eternal life. Verse 3 began, that which we have seen and heard we proclaim to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Worth reiterating, that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim. We proclaim also to you. And the purpose for doing so is so that you too may have fellowship. That you may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that your joy may be complete that your joy may be complete. Completion of your joy and mine that will come as a result of our fellowship with the Father and with each other. Praise God. I said it comes about as a result of our fellowship with the Lord and each other. The scripture goes on and here in Paul's writing, we will find that there are principles, and I want to note three principles uh, that will aid you and me in the 
fellowship to which God would have you and I to embrace, to experience, and to be joyous about. That of right living, right loving, and right learning. Now this is important, my brothers and sisters, for you and me as we journey on with God through Christ in this earthly plane. As I've noted over the last several weeks, that too many of the believers, we have become bugged down often with the issues of life that we wrestle with, the besetting failures, the besetting sins. And there are many who have given up, thrown their hands up, uh, feeling that there is no hope for them uh, because of the, of the repetition of failure and falling. But I'm here to encourage you, even the prodigals that are afar off, uh, that there's a place for you at the Father's table, uh, that there's a place for you in Father's home. I want you to be reminded that when you came to faith in God through Jesus Christ, you have become a part of the family of God. And God, hallelujah, he will not let go of you because you are part of his family. Now, brothers and sisters, this is important as I stated before and reiterate that we understand this because as we journey on with God in this earthly plane, we are going to continuously be bombarded with the issues of life that gets into our way. And if we don't consciously take note of what we're dealing with, we're likely to become frustrated. We're likely to even give up in our pursuit of God. He who loves us has called us into right living, into right loving, and into right learning. And so here, as we journey on in 1 John, as it speaks to us about principles of fellowship, that's for the believer. That's what God would have you and me to truly embrace fellowship. You know, this pandemic has caused a lot of things to come to the surface, has it not? Hopefully it brought about a greater dependence on our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. But it also shows where we are with regards to fellowship, the importance of fellowshipping. You know, the scriptures does remind us of the need to come together, of the need to fellowship one with the other. Kononia. I said kononia. It is for the body. It is for the body of believers. I know the world has hijacked it as it has so many other things, uh, but the body of Christ, the church, is the place where fellowship ought to take place. I didn't say that's what the Word of God is saying to us. God would have us to experience fellowship with Him. In your and my fellowship, God would have us to experience the abundant life. Many believers, many of us are not yet fully embracing the abundant life that God would have you and me to experience along this life journey. And that's important for us to note, my sisters and brothers. The spirit of apathy can easily seep in when we take on that mindset that I'm just bound for heaven and can't wait to get there. Yes, you and I as believers... We are rightfully declaring, even so, come Lord Jesus, come, because we long to see him. But God uh, has not left us in la-la land. No, uh, the purpose for which he has left you and me right here on the earthly plane uh, is so that you and I can still live out uh, the call of God upon our lives. And there is a call upon your life, my sisters and brothers. Christ in you is the hope of glory. 
Verse 5 through verse, thank you, Lord. Verse 5 through verse 7. Note here, it begins, God is light, and in him there is no darkness. Hallelujah. God is light, and in him there is no darkness. Brothers and sisters, we need to be so focused now on our fellowship with God so that we can hear him, embrace what he is saying, and walk in the confidence of his love for you and for me. I stated before that too often we are only confessing our sins repetitiously when God would have us to move beyond that and confess and declare what God has declared over your life and mine. We're not in denial. We're calling the things that God has declared in his word over our lives. By faith, we're calling those things that are not yet as though they were. Through Christ. What are you and I to do with the besetting sin that you are well aware of? That I am well aware of? Note the second chapter, verses 1 and 2 of this text. Hallelujah. He began, my little children... My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. Who is he writing to? This is written to the woman and the man who is justified in God, who have come to faith, who are now in a relationship with God. My people are often perishing because of ignorance. But as we give ourselves to understanding the truth of God's word, we will know truth, his truth, and his truth will make us free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if any of you does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation of our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Not just for you and me, but for the entire world. And so we see, my brothers and sisters, within the text of the Word of God today, we don't have to be frustrated and to be bugged down with our failure. The Word of God has brought to you and me the correction to that which has impacted our lives. And again and again, we find throughout the text that has called us to right living, that has called you and me to right living in God through Jesus Christ. My little children, these things I write unto you. These things I write unto you that you and I may not sin. Is that how we envision the Father dealing with us when we fail, when we have messed up? Or do you see a God who can't wait to zap you who can't wait to destroy you. May I remind us that as while we were yet sinners that Christ died for us. He died so that you and I can have life in him and have it more abundantly. May I remind us that there's nothing about our lives that God is not aware of and yet he loves us. 
It's the love that our minds truly can fathom, but it's the love that I trust that each of us can continuously experience along this journey that God has called you and me to. It's the walk with Christ. It's the walk in victory. But so often it's the wicked one who will keep pointing out to you and pointing out to me where we have failed along the way. I said where we have tripped along the path. God would not have us to continue in our unfaithfulness. He would have you and me to respond to his love. That love that will not let go. Hallelujah. That gift that we have received from him. A gift that we could not purchase and a gift that we cannot lose. And so as I conclude this afternoon I want to remind you my sisters and brothers that Christ has made it possible that you and I can experience right living, right loving, right learning. And so as we govern ourselves according to what the Word of God does declare, may we embrace the truth of what God has called us to. May we declare that it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who now lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live it by the grace of the Son of God who loves me and who gives himself for me. And so sisters and brothers, please embrace the gift that is yours through Jesus Christ and acquaint yourself with the position, the relationship that you have in God through Jesus Christ. Your relationship. Man did not give it and man cannot take it away. The devil did not give it and the enemy of your soul and mind, the wicked one, Lucifer, cannot take it away. We are positioned in God. We have eternal life in our relationship with him. We have eternal security. We are secure eternally in God. He has given us the blessed Holy Spirit that indwells us. Now that you and I know who we are in God through Jesus Christ, as we walk out the call of God upon our lives in fellowship, you can't do this in your own strength. Don't let us be like the Galatians who began in the spirit and we're trying now to conclude in the flesh. In the spirit, you and I have come to faith in God. In the spirit, we have come into relationship by faith. Hallelujah. I said by faith, we have come into relationship with God through Jesus Christ. As we go into the furtherance of this day, may you and I lay aside every weight and those things that so easily come to burden us down. And may we rejoice in the relationship that we have in God through Jesus Christ. We've got something to shout about. We have a joy that ought to be indeed unspeakable and yet full of glory. We have a relationship with the Father through the Son. We are seated with Him. We are eternally secure in Him. We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. We have all of that through the substitutionary death of Christ. Let us now fellowship. Fellowship continuously with the Father. Fellowship with each other. And knowing that it's a love, hallelujah, that will not let go of us. It's a gift of the Father that you and I have received. It's a gift that we cannot lose. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, as we go into the furtherance of this day, the beginning of this new week, I pray that, Lord, our fellowship with you would be enhanced.
I pray that our fellowship would result indeed in the abundant, victorious life that you have for each one of us to know experientially. I pray that the fellowship with you, O oh Lord, despite the temporary challenges, that our fellowship would enable us to be overcomers. I pray that our fellowship with you this week would produce indeed in my life and that of my brothers and sisters the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It is through our fellowship that that which is rooted in you, O oh God, will bring about such fruit. May we as believers now allow Christ to live in us and the life that we now live, we would be able to declare, it is not I, but it is Christ who now lives in me. And the life that we now live, we live it by the grace of the Son of God who loves us and who has given his life for us. Amen and amen. God bless you as you embrace the truth of his word. God bless you as you run on in God in the fellowship that is yours. God bless you, my sisters and brothers, as you put the devil in remembrance as to who you are and whose you are. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great will be our reward in God through Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you and keep you as you go. It is he who makes his face to shine in you. He is gracious unto you. The Lord our God lifts his countenance upon you and you and you and grant you his peace. May the peace of God goes with you, rule, rest, and abide with you, both now and always. God bless you and be encouraged. Amen. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.